I wasn't really on the fence there. I think I was just sort of leaning on one side. <laughs> you just well, need you someone to validate your feelings. <laughs> just, yeah. <laughs> Hi, I'm Robin. And I'm Eric. And this is Do We Like, the podcast where we debate the pros and cons of popular people, places, and things to decide if we like them or need to leave them. Yes, indeedy, we are debating. And this week, we have a, another super-duper special guest in our lightning round. The lightning round consists of three topics brought to us by our guests that they're on the fence about. We debate them, and at the end of the episode, there'll be a winner. And that winner gets to pick their side pro or con next episode in the full debate. Exciting. Yeah. And this week's special guest is more special than any other guest we've had. <laughs> Only more special each time. Uh, he, I met him through the magical world of improv in Regina, much like our last guest. But we have a long history of starting in the thick of it together <laughs> with our, our whatever, the house teams at the Hitchhikers Improv in Regina. And not only that, is he a great improviser himself, he's also a video editor of some sort and a father of the year, so I heard on the street. And not only that, he is brother to famous football player Troy Aikman. It's Trevor Aikman. Hey! <laughs> brother. I usually get cousin. Oh, I used to get that at the bank. They would say it was it's Troy, right? And I'm like, sure, if you can access that account, I'll gladly make I'll gladly make a withdrawal. Hello, Trevor. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm I'm very well, thank you. Good, Thanks for good. having me. No, thank you for being on the show. What have you been keeping yourself busy with over the past pandemical year? There's a pandemic. What? <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, like I I started uh, or I went back to freelancing um, after I got laid off from my last full time job about like three or four years ago. So I, I edit from home mostly. So it's really no different. I'm just in my house all the time by myself yelling at cats to shut up while I record scratch track audio. <laughs> and apparently more people are home now. So that's really the only thing that's different. And my son and I are, you know, at each other's throats all the time when, when he's home. <laughs> Because he has a, I, I've somehow raised him to have a very strong personality. <laughs> and dad, dad can go F himself. He's 11. He's getting a little spicy. Ah. Oh, you got to love that age. Well, you got to fight for that Father of the Year award every it's, year. Well, you don't just earn it. That's not a gimme. You got to fight, quite literally. Um, but no, <laughs> I've been working. I've been working nonstop. I, I, I edit documentaries and commercials and PSAs. and done a couple of short films and I'm just cool. finishing up one now. And, and yeah, I did a little bit of acting on the side and some voiceover work when I can. So yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's still been steady. Sweet. I've been very lucky. Yeah, that's nice. I actually keep seeing you on a Sastel commercial on <laughs> mm. TikTok probably like five or six times a day. Yeah, they're playing the heck out of that. I got <laughs> they a, are. I got, a, I got a social media message from a guy I went to elementary school with, and he says, you know, at first I was like shocked, then I was entertained, and now I'm really annoyed. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, they're playing it a lot. And like I get weird looks from people at the supermarket now. So Ooh, yeah. Are you getting like local famous? Well, I don't know. Or people just, or I have like, you know, something on my beard and <laughs> like some food and it happens. My wife's always pointing, pointing at the, like, oh, here, that's yogurt from breakfast or something. Like that. <laughs> but no, it's, yeah, it's weird. Like people just look at me and then I notice like I have to, like, I, I'm a bit of a, <laughs> I'm a bit of an angry driver. Like I, I, I drive safely, but I yell at people from inside my car, uh -huh. like bad drivers. Same. And now I have to like not do that because I'm very <laughs> co cognizant of the fact that someone might say, Hey, that guy from the Sastel commercial just flipped me off. And then they go and they complain. 
the SASTEL and then SASTEL finds the ad agency and then they pull it and then I never work again. So that's what I, you know, I think, I think, I think things like that now just to add to the stress and anxiety that I normally feel. That's fun. Now you know what it's like to be uh, in the public eye. <laughs> in whatever small regard. Exactly. <laughs> well, that's fun. That's been, that sounds like a, an okay year if you're able to make it seem very similar to the previous years. Yeah. Yes. I like to keep them consistent, you know, too much change. <laughs> All right. So last week we had a full debate round and it was on musicals. Ooh. Yes. And what are your feelings to get a third opinion? Uh, what are your feelings on musicals, Trevor? I like musicals. I'm, I'm, I mean, there's a lot of variety. Like, there's a lot of crappy musicals. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get me wrong, but there's good ones. Like I would consider, you know, Hamilton a musical. And I know it's really trendy and, and maybe a little oversaturated now, but that's, I, I'm, you know, I'll watch it. I'm not going to maybe watch, um, uh, you know, The Sound of Music I'm not really super into. Oh, that's a classic. I know it's a classic, but uh, <laughs> I think I just heard those songs so much growing up that it's just like my brain can't take it anymore. That's fair. That's right. one of the movies I remember watching in school more than once in elementary school for whatever reason. Yeah, it was on TV a lot. And I know my mom had the record and uh, hell, I might even have it in my vinyl collection. Somewhere. <laughs> a bunch of old ones. And it's like, okay, yeah, I get it. Um, but I like them. I mean, I like listening to people. I like listening to people sing, sing, and I like you know catchy tunes getting stuck in my head. I think you know, you know, I'm not going to listen to you know Doctor Doolittle or something like that. But but uh, maybe Fiddler on the Roof. That sounds kind of cool. <laughs> I don't know that one very well. Is that a good one? Is it sad? Doctor Zhivago is good. Well, that's not a musical. That's an epic. <laughs> is Twelve Angry Men a musical? No. There's a. They should be. No. A, it should be. There should be a musical version of it. Though. Yes. I yes. think what they should do now, because they've done so many remakes. And so many reboots. I think what they should just do is take movies that have no business being musicals and turn them into musicals. Yeah. Well, Disney's doing the opposite right now. So someone could do the other way. Why not? They're making musicals into non-musicals for whatever reason. <laughs> so, I feel like they already kind of do it. Like there's a Mean Girls musical now. Right. I guess if, you, if you're a big enough movie, you can turn into a Broadway musical for some reason. Yeah. And then you get like the the um, the weird time portal that is Hairspray. Was it Hairspray? No, not Hairspray. Yeah. What's the one where it was a it was a John Waters movie, then it was a musical, then they made a movie of the musical. <laughs> yeah. That was Hairspray. Hairspray, yeah. John Travolta in the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's. I'm glad you enjoy musicals. I'm not the biggest fan. They they suck and are bad. <laughs> well, for the most part, I guess I'm not going to ask you to go to a musical with me. I was going to ask you. No. To go I tried to Lion make them, King. but yeah. yeah. See, I would see those ones because whatever they're classics. Yeah, I saw. Um, I saw Book of Mormon in New York, and loved it. Ooh. I mean, maybe they're maybe they're even better in person. I can see that the energy yeah, of the agree. room is could be a lot of fun. Yeah, I get that. I like live shows a lot more than as long as it's not like an elementary school level version of it yeah. yeah have you had to go to any of those is your son yeah my son at my son's last school they did uh, alice in wonderland and it was a huge production and it was actually really really good Ooh, are cool. you just saying that <laughs> no i was just i was really surprised the whole time i was just thinking <laughs> wow this doesn't suck <laughs> no way <laughs> that's amazing i don't believe it you <laughs> <laughs> can you do it twice was that do we just get lucky tonight <laughs> Well, that's, oh, that's a nice, pleasant surprise. <laughs> okay, well, thank you for your opinions on musicals. And for the listeners at home, since Trevor is a professional judge throughout his life here and there, we'll find out more on that soon. 
We will be doing the format where Robin and I will have opening statements, and then we'll open the floor to Trevor to grill us, ask us questions, and convince him to join our side pro or con on the topics that he's brought this week. Trevor, what's your experience with judging things? Um, I think I judge people a lot. <laughs> I judge people by their you know, hair choices and clothing choices and car choices. I judge them by... Uh, you know, what they buy in the grocery store. I buy, I judge people like I was just, I'm, re, I'm thinking about this because I was just getting groceries. When people like bump into someone I haven't seen for a while, so they want to chat right in front of the thing that I got to buy. Yeah. Uh. I judge those people. <laughs> yeah. I judge them. I did judge them and I'll judge them again. Um, I've been an editor for 20 some years. Ooh. So I judge, I judge like takes, I judge shots, I judge cameramen that don't get coverage. I judge. <laughs> Out of focus shots that should not be out of focus. Shaky shots that shouldn't be shaky. I judge whether or not my son did a good job of cleaning up his room. Ooh. I judge that. I mean, that's how you become father of the year. You have to be. You, you have, have to, to be, be uh, very thorough in your judgment. Has there been a sitcom named Judge Dad yet? Because there should be. <laughs> judge Dad. And then be a spinoff, Judge Mom. Yes, write that down. You can pitch it. Would you say as an editor? In the whole milieu of film, because I do some stuff as well, mm-hmm. uh, would you say that the editor is the final judge? Yeah, second. I would say second final judge, because usually the director is the final judge, because the yes. director will right. make you not do the thing that you did, <laughs> and then you can argue. I was in a I was in a editing session with a with a director, documentary director in Toronto once many years ago, and I I was making my case why I didn't do a certain thing he asked, and I did it a certain different way, and I explained that. And uh, why I, I was basically explaining why I didn't want to do what he suggested. And he just looked at me blankly and says, I'll take that under advisement. I was like, ow, <laughs> ow, cold. So I'm like, I guess we're doing what you want to do. So basically the director is the final judge. But in a lot of stuff, probably the vast majority of stuff I work on, they usually um, defer to me and, and they'll say, what do you, whatever you think, Jeff, I, I trust you. And so uh, I get to be the final judge in many ways. And that Ooh. feels... Very powerful. <laughs> and that's perfect for do we like. We need judges like you to help us pick uh, or help us pick the, the final answer on these topics. These topics and stuff you're on the fence about will help you decide pro or con whether you should like them or leave them. And so let's get into it with that first topic of yours and some feelings on it. What is the deal with mead? Mm. Do you know what I mean? Do you guys drink mead? Do you know people that drink mead? Do you know people I that like, will not shut up do. about me? <laughs> yes. I yes, I've been around people who, you know, go to bushwhackers at mm-hmm. that time of year or whatever. And they line up like it's the Phantom Mendes in nineteen ninety nine. Yes. Yep. Mead. There's like a countdown on the wall. Yeah, there is. Yeah. Like I, I enjoy alcoholic beverages. I like beer. I like you know, I'm not a super crazy microbrewery guy. I mean I can handle the odd IPA, but most of the time they make me just want to punch myself in the face. They're so awful. <laughs> but I like, you know, like a, a nice stout ale or, a, you know, a cream ale or a oatmeal stout or a bitter. I like that stuff. But I have friends that just think like meat is the greatest thing in the world. And there's hasn't, there's a, and this is where I'm getting judgy. There's <laughs> like a parallel with people who sort of like fantasy role play in the whole medieval yes. world mm-hmm. thing. Like they're more likely to have like a fairy name as well, like an elf name that they right. gave themselves. That's their avatar on social media. And again, I'm not, I mean, I am judging. I'm not trying to judge. It sounds more judgy than I'm really being, but there's a correlation between those two things. And then I drink the mead and I'm like, is this fermented or is this just honey? Did I just drink honey? 
because it's so sweet. And now, really, would you like some more mead? No, my stomach hurts now because of that ounce of mead I had. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know where you guys stand up. Well, I guess I have to decide yes. where you stand on so it, don't you, I? You will pick pro or one of us to be pro, one of us to be con, and we will be those sides for you. We are the tools of debate. For I, Eric, you are pro mead. You are so pro mead. Can do. Awesome. Yeah. So that means Robin, you are I con. Con, you are con mead. You are just, anti-mead. Beautiful. So each of us will have one minute to give our opening statements, and then I will open the floor to Trevor to grill us and land on a side pro or con mead. All right, let's get going. Ah, the sweet nectar of honey put into a fermented beverage for you to enjoy. That is the power of mead. There is reason why there's so much fervor and excitement around it is because it is a good drink. One, beer is not great. Beer is is like a a shitty (laughs) wheat drink that you have to drink and it's not good. But what if beer was good? Mead. (laughs) Ta-da. It's got the sweetness of juice like a honey, it's since it's fermented honey, it's a sweet nectar of the earth that you get to drink and enjoy. And why not live the life of the olden days? Uh, be merry, drink with one another, slam your big steins together, and ho, 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 sing a song. Because you're having so much fun drinking mead. It's the special time of the year. It's something to look forward to. It's something to mark your calendar by. It's something to live by. That's the power of mead. And everyone knows it because everyone who drinks it knows it and celebrates that. And that's what they're trying to give that energy and joy to you. All right. So one thing I always thought was strange is that people compare mead to beer when, in my opinion, it is much more like wine. And that's why like mead isn't everywhere because wine is so much better than mead. Okay, mead is way too sweet, right? Like you can drink like maybe one glass of it and then your like brain starts to hurt, your stomach starts to hurt, you're just like having a sugar crash. It sucks. And that's why, you know, mead isn't readily available everywhere, but wine is because wine is just like, you know, much more mild, still nice and sweet, sometimes a little bitter. You can drink a shit ton of it and feel really good, get a like huge wine buzz on before that sugar hits you really hard. It's just like so much more superior. The only reason that mead has any popularity at all is because there's these geeks out there who heard the word in their freaking role-playing games and then they feel like they got to go out in the real world and drink it. And so now we have like two microbreweries around here who make it just to cater to these people. That doesn't mean it's good. It was never good. We had wine. Wine was better. The end. All right. Those are the opening statements. Trevor, the floor is open. Well, I feel like Robin and I could get together with a box of wine and make fun of D&D people <laughs> for, for an afternoon. Or I would enjoy that a lot. Whatever time of day they do that sort of thing. <laughs> um, well, I got to say, like, as much as I, I, I admire, you know, Eric's, uh, you know, connection to the joyful side of life. It's true. It's 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 poor man's wine and not even poor man's wine. It's poor man's port. Hey, these aren't questions. <laughs> you're, <laughs> you're deciding with Robin. I'm totally just <laughs> maybe I, I'm gonna give you a chance here. Okay. I'm gonna give I'm I'm leaning towards Robin because I, I agree with her hundred percent on the wine issue, uh the wine angle. Um so tell me, like, aren't there other ways to find joy? Can't you find joy in it? Well, you said beer sucks. I mean I can't I can't get over that. I'm a little hung up on that. Like, you're, you're eliminating an entire avenue of, of joy. Yeah, you because know? you don't need any other avenues. You need the mead. Need the need- mead. <laughs> but, don't, but, but, but aren't you going to stress out the, the, the bees? Like it's too much honey. No. Save the honey for people that need to. Hey, just like the commercials say, on- drink in moderation. 
This, <laughs> this is not a pro getting smashed on mead. This is something you enjoy with your pals after a long day of LARPing. You're smashing your cardboard swords together, and that's not a euphemism. You are drinking your mead, saving your you're saving the princess or prince, and you're having a great time doing it, and then you smash your your I don't I guess if mead is mead drink of steins that'd be a lot of mead and that's what you should drink because it's very good like a big old big old mug of juice. See, I'm pro getting smashed. I think you should be getting absolutely tanked <laughs> off your ass so that you can't walk anymore and you can't do that with mead. So you can if you want. <laughs> it's gonna hurt. It's gonna hurt you. I feel like like I feel like it's gonna hurt your eyes. You're gonna get like like an instant type two diabetes. You know, stroke. <laughs> You're going to go blind. You're going to have to like, by the, you know, halfway through the evening, they're going to have to amputate one limb. <laughs> Eric, you, you, you have, you're having a dinner party. You've got a big table, big spread. You've, you've roasted a brisket. Uh-huh. You smoked a brisket. Yes. You've roasted vegetables that you grew in your artisanal garden uh-huh. in a box. And you have like people over, family, you know, the, 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 uh, the pandemic is over and you can have a big bubble. There's not even a bubble anymore. It's just you can have as many people as you want and you're ready to celebrate. And you got the, the glasses are, are out and everyone's ready to pour. And you're going to pour what? I'm going to pour everyone a big heaping glass of mead. Aren't you embarrassed? You just ruined it. Like you only no. get one big meal after the pandemic and you're going to pick mead? You're supposed to be on the fence. This is, I'm going to throw this I'm one. Sorry, I'm doing you're it. in contempt. <laughs> I'm going to get this case thrown out from the judge being cited. You're supposed to be a neutral You're party. leading the witnesses. <laughs> Very much so. Wow. Meat is good. Meat is great. Meat is what you need. It doesn't help that it's always like lukewarm for some reason, too. <laughs> like, I've never had a cold glass of mead. Oh, that's what you're missing Because all honey, it will make it, would it make it solidify? Uh, that's what I'm wondering. Can you spread could it's you spread meat thick. on toast? <laughs> no, this is all just false information coming out <laughs> against meat. This is why you're slandering meat's name. Meat is what you well, need. I'm going to say it again. If the meat fits, you must acquit. Now, if there now, so Robin, if if what if we were out of wine? Would you like if there's uh, nothing else? Would 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 you be able to tolerate the mead? Is it is it tolerable? Or would you? Are you like flat? No, I'm just, I'm closing the door. See, so it's like. I guess it comes down to like what your priority are like priorities are with your drink, right? So after getting inebriated, I think like my next the next thing I want most out of a drink is for it to be refreshing, right? Like so it's like mead. I want a cold drink, I want something brisk, so I would probably switch to a beer. No, a <laughs> cold mead. Uh, <laughs> no, mead is too thick and it's no, too it's sweet. Light, it's light. It's honey. And, uh, you're getting kissed on the cheek by the bee. It's honey. It's it, it's delightful. I, I would probably switch to a beer. Yeah. And I mean, if you wanted a sweet beer, just get one of those like chocolate stouts or something Ew. like that. Oh, they're delicious. Pe- and pe- pe- also to give yeah. an example, as to give an example, Robin and I went on a nice picnic date during this pandemic. And what did we bring? Mead. Oh, we did. As per her suggestion. It what? Was. Yeah. Oh, I feel <laughs> duped. You should. <laughs> <laughs> I feel since we're laying everything bare with the judge being cited, I have to pull out all the stops. Yeah, and it was disappointing. No, it was good. It was delightful. <laughs> it was nice to go with our big sandwiches. I'm going to give Eric one more chance here. So it's a hot summer July day. I've just mowed my lawn. Uh-huh. I've just fixed the eaves or whatever because I'm a homeowner. I got to do stupid things like that. <laughs> Clean the garage. I'm hot. I need a refreshing drink. And it's the end of the day. I want to celebrate the end of the day. I'm going to reach for 
tell me why I'm going to reach for a mead. You're going to reach for a mead because your loving son put it on a platter and put some nice Bring ice my son into this. <laughs> some nice ice cubes into it and he walks it outside to the backyard. He says, "Papa, papa. You, you, you've done a long day of work, papa. Enjoy this refreshing mead." And then and then you you whip your hair back as you wipe the sweat off your brow and you take a nice sip of cold refreshing mead because it is delightful and it has that touch of nature that you spent so much time in enjoying yourself fixing your house up. Now I just feel like you manipulated me. <laughs> Brought my son into this. Of course, if my son brings me an ice cold mead with that look in his eyes, like Dad, love this, and you'll love me. I'll drink the mead. Yeah, that's that's what mead gives you every time you drink it. <laughs> it doesn't matter if your son's bringing it to you or not. It brings that joy of life. The end. <laughs> So do I have to decide? Yes. How does that work? That will, this, we'll call that the end of the debate. All so right. we'll get your final thoughts and your decision on who won, on who swayed you the most, pro or con. Um, while I thought Eric um, had made a valiant effort to to get me to join in on the, the joy of mead, and I believe it was sincere, um, it's not that I'm anti-joy, I'm just, I have taste. <laughs> and I, I think I would I would side more on 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 a nice, you know, a nice, a nice red wine at the end of the day or with a meal. Uh, I, I couldn't go. I couldn't go mead. I couldn't. Go, I can't do it. <laughs> That's yeah. fair. The wine argument was a good one. I'll give you that, Robin. Thank you. It's like saying, "Do you want to ride in my in my nice new you know luxury sedan or you know on the back of this mule?" <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Either way, we're going to get there. Yeah, we we tried the mead. I feel like we picked the mead because it was at the farmer's market. It was at yes. like one of those local, you know. That's a very uh, go with the flow wineries. kind of decision. Yeah. Yes. yeah, and then I was just like, oh, this sounds romantic. You get some local mead and stuff. And then we drank it and it was fine. But I was still like, oh, wine would have probably been better. Meh. I'm yeah. more of a sweet drinker, so I did enjoy the mead. I'm not a big fan of wine anyways. It just feels like work to drink it to me. What? <laughs> you definitely don't like beer. Well, I, well, beer's fine. I, I'm more <laughs> used to beer than wine because it's less tart and like, ugh. But it's also not great. I'd rather have a soda or even a nice glass of water. I'm a 30-year-old woman. I love wine. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Sing it, sister. Well, I'm convinced. You're convinced to hate mead? I'm convinced to hate the mead. <laughs> All right. I'm done with the mead. That's I was going to give it a chance, but then I'm like, I can't do it. Yeah. It's sweet. <laughs> like Robin got you right off the bat, so, which is fair. Woo. That's fair. That's part of the game. I wasn't really on the fence there. I think I was just sort of leaning on one side. <laughs> you just well, need you someone to validate your feelings. <laughs> I, <just> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't have guessed that. Not at all. <laughs> all right. So I lost the first round. Robin is the winner of that round. And we have that round. And we <laughs> have uh, helped you decide on one thing. Let's move on to topic number two, Trevor. Okay, so I, this is something, and I'm going to try and be a little less biased on this one because um, I do have my feelings, but I'll be better at I'll be better at being unbiased here. We'll see. Vinyl. Ooh. So vinyl's making a comeback. Like pants. Like pants. <laughs> what? No, full body vinyl suit. <laughs> vinyl. Vinyl albums are you know they never really fully went away. There was always those those few people that held on, and we laughed at them in the '90s, thinking, "What are you doing?" <laughs> and then uh, now they're with all the streaming services, people are coming and with so much electronic now for some reason on vinyl, there's just, it's never died. It's coming back. People are into the vintage vinyl more so. And, and I mean, I like, I like the idea of it. 
I have a few of my, my own. I, I decided to sort of splurge and I have it and you play it and it's done and it's nice. It sounds good, but it seems like a lot of work. It seems like it takes a lot of space. I don't want to, you know, argue one side or the other, but where do you guys, how do you guys feel about vinyl? Like, is this a good idea to be going back down this road? Were we doing okay the other way? So as the loser of last round, I get to pick, I'm going to pick con vinyl. So Robin, you shall be pro vinyl. Okay. And we will get this figured out for you, Trevor. Are you ready, Robin? Yeah, I'm ready to go. Then let's do it. So a lot of the people I know who like to listen to vinyl are kind of like sound purists is what they call themselves. You're getting just like a really unique experience of how, you know, this song has been recorded uh, and and what you can hear that you can't get digitally or anywhere else. Um, and that's a lot of the reason why people like it. I know nothing about music. That's just what I've heard. And that sounds cool. But personally, the reason I like vinyl is because it feels like it takes you back to like a different time, um, a different place. It gives you a nostalgia for a place you've never really been. And I find that really cool and really romantic. And so, you know, there's just something different about, you know, whether it's popping in a CD or popping in your headphones and listening to something on like uh, Spotify or something like that there's really something different about like you know taking out that vinyl putting it in the player setting that needle down hearing the crackling right and having that music come to life around you it's just really beautiful and you can't get that experience anywhere else well the only crackle i want to hear is the clear sound of streamed music to my ears because i do not want to waste the space the money the time and the effort in hauling these vinyls around in these milk crates that don't even exist anymore where are you going to get a milk crate from to hold those vinyls these are a thing of the past just like milk crates they're just a waste of plastic you're now they're like making new plastic to make these vinyl albums for people to listen to what the soundtrack to rent on it or something <laughs> It's it's what's the point of getting these vinyls? Like, yes, music is good, it's experiential, but some things should stay in the past, like vinyl and <laughs> you know other bad things from the past. I'm not gonna name here. Oh no. They should stay in the past <laughs> like Be that. specific. No. <laughs> <laughs> um because right now we don't need the we don't need to waste the space, the time, the money on that. We can get the music we want to listen to the way we want to listen to it anywhere. The floor is now open. Trevor. Wow. Those are both very passionate, um, passionate arguments. Um, okay. So my question to um, Eric, what happens? Like, I understand the convenience of, of all the different streaming services we have, Apple Music, Spotify, even YouTube Music, anything you want to listen to. Like, what was that song that I heard one time in 1987? And then you do a Google search, and you find it, and then you can stream it three different versions of it, whatever. And it's right at your fingertips and the power is there and you feel amazing. What happens if there's like a massive solar flare or a pulse bomb <laughs> and everything's wiped out and you want to listen to some music after your stressful day of foraging in the bushes for food, what do you do? I would say you have bigger things to worry about than <laughs> listening to music. Also, if that happens, there's no electricity, so you can't listen to vinyl either. It's just as useful and just as wasteful. And now you have to carry this damn milk crate around you through the desert, <laughs> through the newly created <laughs> desert out of the forests that were previously there that were melted by the atomic bomb. Could you not build a shelter out of the vinyl? Well, I mean, you ha there's many other materials other than vinyl. Vinyl melts. You get it in the hot sun. You ever seen a warped vinyl? You're listening to music and it goes... Well, it doesn't, it doesn't sound good, sure, but it keeps the rain off my head. <laughs> Not the hole in the middle. <laughs> Fair point. Fair point. 
Well, so Robin, like you're you're moving apartments. You've got this building vinyl collection that's going on with a life of its own. What do you what do you what do you do? Does it become a hassle? Is it a pleasure for you to deal with? Does it just make you want more even? So, as somebody who is also like an avid reader and has books, I'm like used to lugging useless things around with me everywhere I go. And I think it's just, you know, it's about how much you love the thing. If you love it, then you find a way to take it with you, right? If if you love the feeling that the vinyl gives you, if you love that pure sound, then you do what you got to do to take it with you. Well, so now you got you got you got the vinyl, you got the boxes of vinyl, you got the boxes of books, you got the boxes of wine. Like, do you just have to keep finding bigger places? Are you strapping yourself with a burden? No, I think you know. I think the the whole kind of like the minimalist and the 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 whole like mini home thing is totally uh, coming out of date. Totally. You know, overblown, overhyped. I think you want to be a maximalist. I think you want to be in a house surrounded by everything you love, all of those books, all those records, a shit ton of wine, and like, yeah, make your home somewhere you want to come back to and enjoy being. So, like, if you're on that that show that with that lady who would, does the minimizing, like she, right. Marie Kondo. Does, yes, thank you. Um, are you just like, nope, it all brings me joy. All oh yeah, we would it totally stays. throw hands. Get out of my yeah. house, lady. <laughs> I'm Don't, totally throwing hands on the street condo. Take your hands off of the books. Take your hands off. Um, <laughs> so Eric, you're sitting down. You got a hankering to listen to the musical Finian's Rainbow. You can't find it on Spotify. You can't find it on Apple Music. You can't find it on YouTube. Uh-huh. What are you going to do? You what are you going to do? You can't find it anywhere because it doesn't exist. <laughs> this is a trick question, isn't it? <laughs> Am I saying it wrong? Is it Finnegan's Rainbow? No, I've never heard of this thing. <laughs> so I'm I'm <laughs> gaslighting you into thinking it doesn't exist. <laughs> it's real and it's a musical. Well, and it's on vinyl. then what you do is you find actors and you find the original works, and then you put on a real life stage play because you can always live in the moment. Much like streaming music, you're living in the moment. It's there's an ethereal thing that you can't grasp, and that's life. You're experiencing it. So when you listen to streaming music, you're experiencing the music. You don't need a physical thing to hold you down. You got the experience washing through you. <laughs> Doesn't it feel artificial to you, though? Well, does any experience feel artificial? Are we uh, in the Matrix? Well, Who's well, to say? Now. <laughs> <laughs> well, now we're getting very deep. <laughs> All right. Final question. Final question. Or comment. My comment here is, is I'm, you know, I have to say I'm, I was really leaning towards, towards the vinyl, but now, I mean, I'm starting to feel like it's a bit of a waste of time (laughs) (laughs) because I I live, I, I'm, I'm married. Right. Mm -hmm. And my, as you are, and my wife really hates clutter and she really hates my, um, well, maybe this, I can turn this into a question because she hates the clutter. She hates the fact that I'm starting to collect old film cameras too. And I've got a slightly growing stack of vinyls that some used to belong to my you know, relatives who don't have them, others I've bought on my own. And and there's a new there's a new clutter happening. There's a new rising tide of stuff. Mr. Streaming. All right, do you, I pose this to either of you and you can both fight it out. What do I do? What direction what direction do I take it? I'm on a tipping point right now. Which way do I go? I don't know. I think the record player is like a really classy decorative item to have in your house. And if you can like find a really like cool storage unit or build one, you know, whatever it is you're into uh, to like display those vinyls, then you just got like a really cool looking room, cool looking space. Are you arguing for the proliferation of the man cave? (laughs) Why does it have to be a man cave? It's just a people cave. Okay. I enjoy records. It's just Just a a cave. cave. (laughs) It's just a really cool looking cave. 
well, what about this? You keep this in the, the future, years from now, let's say five or six years from now, your your collection grows so much, and then all of a sudden you're lost in your collection. You're going through your albums going, oh, I got this one, I got this one, what am I missing? And you go, what am I missing? And then you hear a voice from behind the records. You go, Papa, Papa, please, oh, I'm lost. <laughs> Because you have enclosed yourself in records because you have too much stuff. You don't need it. Just stream the music and save your son. <laughs> Is that really what it comes down to? It could. Saving my son's life. <laughs> God. The stakes. The stakes are so much higher than clutter. Where's my son? I can't find him. Oh, no. He's under that box set of Who albums. Oh, no. The poor, the poor boy. <laughs> Well, you know what I could do is I can make him a chair out of vinyl. Ooh. You stack up all those box sets. You can sit on it. Sure. Make a nice Game of Thrones style throne out of out of records instead of swords. End of debate. <laughs> Trevor, your thoughts. I hate to uh I hate to do this to you, Eric, but I mean it's Robin for the win what? again. Woo! <laughs> uh, God damn it. Because the, here's it. the thing. I was looking at it all wrong. I was framed wrong in my head. I was looking at it as, as potential clutter. What I was not thinking of is a potential decorative solution. Yeah. You know, because sometimes you look at your walls and you think, you know, you know, what goes here? Like what goes in this corner? And it's like, why do I hide the record player down in the office where I listen to stuff all by myself? Why don't I make this a feature? Yeah. Yep. Why don't people come in and say, hey, guys, I just bought the 20 blah, 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 and an anniversary edition of Smells Like Whatever. And you want to listen? We can listen. We can all <laughs> listen. We can all look at each other and we can drink not mead. <laughs> and we can smile and nod and yep. say, you yeah. feel the sonic waves filling the, filling the room. You can almost hear your wife rolling her eyes. <laughs> <laughs> and my son no, they're a good beneath. conversation piece. You hang exactly. your records up on your walls and people go, oh, that's the kind of music you like. And they either judge you or they appreciate you. Yes, you're opening up opportunities to be judged, which I appreciate. <laughs> it's like Barbara Streisand, really? Really? Okay. Not something I would stream in my home. The soundtrack to the color purple. Interesting. <laughs> but it was five bucks. <laughs> well, fair, fair. I'm glad we were able to get you on a side, though. That's the whole point. Even though I lost two in a row and I've now lost this episode, Ouch. that's not the point. <laughs> this is not three times in a row where a this has happened. <laughs> this is, is it not going well for you? It's it's going as much as it can go. you got to stop bringing people's children into it is what you I thought do. that would help. <laughs> I didn't know you dislike your son so much. <laughs> Just don't have to remind me that he's there all the time. <laughs> he's 11. No one likes kids when they're 11. So precocious. <laughs> Always playing TikTok. Playing TikTok. <laughs> all right, playing Grandpa. The app. <laughs> all right. Even though Robin has won the episode, we are still doing a service to you, Trevor, and helping you decide uh, the topics. So let's get that third topic and some feelings on it. Why so many donuts? <laughs> Donuts are back. Like 15 years ago, it was all cupcakes and cake pops. And now every place is selling mouthwatering, amazing explosions of donuts. Are we are we good with this? Are we for it? Are we against it? Like we're trying to be healthy in, in, in life, but at the same time, we want to enjoy the pleasures. We want to enjoy artistry and we want to, you know, celebrate our local entrepreneurs. What do we do with the donuts? This is a good question. Why yeah. so many donuts? <laughs> <laughs> as the loser of last round, I'm going to be pro why so many donuts. All right. <laughs> so Robin will be con why so many donuts. <laughs> Perfect. We will debate it. Let's get these opening statements out and then we can get 
Trevor on the ones and twos of judging. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, donuts. They are the little circle of food that treats you good. (laughs) This is, they're they're a, I would say donuts are the middle of all desserts. They are the center, much like a donut hole, because it's not too much cake. It's not big like a cake. It's not thick and frosty like a cupcake. It's not, you know, whatever else other desserts are. (laughs) It's not as sweet as ice cream. You know, it's right in the center. It can do everything all on its own, and it can be so much more. It, yeah, so you can have the different types of cake that make the donut base. You have all your different frostings on top. You have your different shapes. You have your different fillings. This is an opportunity. Donuts are a, a whole world of opportunity for you to do whatever you like with desserts and keep them in a nice, compact, e- easily eatable way. Uh, they're not too big. They're not too sweet. Or maybe they can be. That's part of the fun. And you have a savory donut. You can have uh, do anything you want with them. That's why so many donuts. They're so good. <laughs> you got to have all the variety because there's so much opportunity. Okay. Well, I'm just going to say it. Like donuts, the only purpose for donuts, the reasons donuts exist is so that you can pretend that they're breakfast and eat cake for breakfast that's it right and like it'd be socially acceptable but they're not like there's better desserts for every other time of day and so yeah sure donuts have their place but do they really need to be everywhere like do we really need like artisanal donuts shops when like we could have like artisanal cake and cupcakes and like more delicious desserts that you want to actually eat for dessert instead of just pretending for it to be breakfast and and then the one thing that really gets me is they're at weddings now they're at weddings instead of like cupcakes and cake and like actually delicious dessert. They just have donut <laughs> walls. Like, what is that? No, donuts do not work for everything. They are not sweet enough. They are not delicious enough. They're just an excuse to like eat something sugary for breakfast and it should have stayed that way. Uh, yeah, too many donuts. Don't need them. All right. No, floor is now open, Trevor. So, so Robin, should we be getting rid of donuts altogether or do we need to like scale back to more minimalist old-fashioned donuts or what do you you think there's a balance we could reach yeah yeah i think we need to like scale it back you know like if you can just go to like your tim hortons or your robin's donuts or stuff like that and like pick up your coffee and your donut in the morning that's cool that's what donuts are for dunkin donuts too i guess we don't really have that here but you know i don't need to go to like the artisanal donut shops to like pick up a, a cookies and cream filled like cocoa puff donut. Uh, why are you you're limiting people on what they can make? This is a free country <laughs> and free to be free, you gotta pay for donuts. <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> you're taking away a canvas from many great artists who make their artisanal donuts for you to enjoy. I'm just saying there's too many. Ugh. But is there not something to be said for like the, the artistry that is involved? In the, like you, 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 I, I hear you taking Donuts, not just scaling them back, but almost sort of like forcing it into more of the blue collar world where it's it's a very utilitarian. It's just it's just a food item for, to go with your coffee as opposed to like, why can't it be at a wedding? Like, why can't you have a wedding cake of yeah. donuts? I can't. I feel like I've never seen the artistry. Like, I've never been impressed by the look of a donut. Oh. You know, like I feel like people like dip them in sprinkles or like do a little like chocolate swirly on top of them. And then they want us to pay as much for them as a decadent, well-crafted cake that actually has artistry on it. It's not bad for something to be blue collar. It's not bad for something to be a cheap a dessert. 
Yeah, but it's not bad to also elevate that dessert. And also, you keep saying I've cake. I've never seen a donut that was worth like the $10 they $10. want for one of well, these well, that's artisanal donuts. donuts. $10 donuts? <laughs> where, where are you shopping? Sign me up. Wait, what? <laughs> no, there. this is, you You can't keep elevating cupcakes and cakes like there's something special. Cupcakes are just like really dense cake with a whole bunch of frosting on top. Not good. Donuts, however, have the nice thin layer on top, as much or as little as they want. There's control there. There's no control in cupcakes. They're out. They're outlandish. That's what donuts are good. I don't know. I, I what like isn't there like a limit? Like I understand artistry and 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 beautifying these things and, and raising them to a level they haven't been before. But at some point, like, do you not feel there's got to be some restraint, Eric? Like, do you feel like eventually we're going to wind up with donuts that just have like like a full cheesecake slice on top of them? Yeah, you know? or 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 just it's a donut, but it, but it, it's topped with cupcakes. Like, <laughs> how far does this go? Well, if you're topping a donut with other types of uh, confections and pastries and stuff, maybe that's no longer a donut. That's a mashup between the two, and that's a different conversation altogether. This is why so many donuts. Why so many donuts? Because there are so many opportunities to do different things with them. There's all the flavors in the world you can put on top of a donut. This is you can mix savory and sweet. You can do anything you want. But do we need to put Fruit Loops on a donut? Yeah, that's a crunch. <laughs> <laughs> so you want cereal. Do you want cereal or do you want a donut? Oh, well, you're using Fruit Loops as a topping. You can crumble them up a little bit if you want to make them a little smaller. But I see what your point is. You're trying to back <laughs> me to a corner and I'm not going to make it happen. <laughs> I'm not going to let you do that to me. <laughs> that's like saying putting frosting on a donut. Why not just eat the frosting? <laughs> that sounds great. <laughs> no. Just like fro- what if, what if this? What if they came up with this dessert where it's just a cup of a, a tin of frosting and a spoon? That's it. I think Robin used to eat that. Yeah, that's with God. <laughs> but you could sell Guilty. them for 10 bucks. It's true. Artisanal frosting. But you use that artisanal frosting on an artisanal donut because they are made in the shade, baby. <laughs> and it's a handheld food you can eat. Take it anywhere. Have a, a great time. Enjoy that cup of joe. And have a great so many donuts. Um, I have to say Eric has made me excited for donuts. Yay. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Let's go get a donut. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's hard. It's hard to like a debate against something that's tasty. Like that's the bottom it's line. True. It's like, oh, they're, they're, they're tasty. Yeah. yeah. Why would you want less tasty in your life? <laughs> now that's something to live by. What is your experience with donuts that you like? I, I, cause I feel, I felt similarly at one point where I'm seeing these donuts. I'm like, they're not really worth it. But then you have a good one. And it's like, okay, that's fine. If people want to spend five bucks on a donut and go for it, I don't need to, but sometimes I might. Yeah, like I'm trying not to be too like crusty old guy about everything. But I remember like when I was a little kid, donuts were just like, it was either like plain or covered in chocolate <laughs> or it was a long john. Like that's what's like small town, right. Saskatchewan yeah. bakery. That's what they had. You can right? get them for a nickel. Like, <laughs> exactly. They were, and, they, and they just smelled like they just came out of oil. Or something like they're just amazing, um, but they were so cheap and so low rent. And then now they have like, like I, I like I love to be quite honest. I love the whimsy. Like I love when you go to a store and they have the donut that Homer Simpson eats. Yeah, they have yeah. the Simpsons donut, and you can have it and you can taste it, and it's delicious. But it's just a donut in the end. It's still just a donut. Like you can put as many crushed up, you know, Cadbury cream eggs on top of it as you want. It's still just a donut. Like, is it really satisfying? Like, I but they get me every time. Like I, I go into like some local place. And I'm like, that's an amazing looking donut. And I get it. And it's like, oh, they just crushed up cornflakes on it or frosted <laughs> flakes. Like I could have done that at home. Like why don't I just buy a bunch of donuts, yeah. take them home and yeah. like try a bunch of different things. That's fair. 
So I'm, I'm I remain torn. I remain yeah, torn. my experience with don- donuts are also hit or miss. There was a place, or there's a place here that makes fried chicken and they make donuts fresh in the place. And we went there, and the first time I went there, I had a really good donut. It was like just a pretty basic chocolate and maybe peanut butter frosting or something. It was real good. Mm-hmm. And then the second time I went there with Robin, and my donut was undercooked and did not make me feel good. <laughs> oh no! So you know you have your ups and downs with donuts. You spend four dollars on. Yeah, I'm just a grump about the price. <laughs> it's just. Ten dollars for the, what? Ten this should be donut. seventy-five cents and no more. Come on now. I can I could get this for the price of a moon pie and penny whistles. <laughs> Ten bucks, you're gonna drive me home too. What's going on? Well, yes, we're all over the map on donuts, but in the end, <laughs> would you say I'm for it? I'm for okay. the idea. I'm for the idea. It's okay. Hooray! I win. <laughs> Congratulations! <laughs> Yay! It's inevitable. Well. And that brings us to the end of the debates. Thank you, Trevor, for bringing those topics and uh, judging them so uh, neutrally. <laughs> <laughs> I failed miserably at that. No. no, it was great. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Do you have anything to promote? Even uh, we were people have been promoting concepts as well, <laughs> like wearing concepts. like wearing masks and staying safe. But if you have uh, other things to actually promote, do so as well. Um, I promote um, uh, using your turn signals. Hey. Let's uh, let's stay on top of that. Um, <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. And also for anyone who uh, this is for local people, people I, mean, I know you guys have friends all over the place, so they wouldn't be able to get this. But local people here to Saskatchewan who get City TV, uh, tune in Friday nights at 10 p.m. for Mobile MD. It's the docu series that I'm working on. So Ooh, sweet. We're currently finishing up editing two more weeks on that series. Cool. Yeah. Very neat. Yeah, that's Thanks awesome. Let me plug that. Awesome. Well, thank you again. And thanks for staying on brand as Grumpy Old Man with the turn signal. <laughs> Yay, it's what I do. It's my thing. Uh, but yes, I appreciate you coming out and judging these topics. I'm glad we we're able to get you cited on these things. Thanks for convincing me. All right. And I guess that's it for today. Thanks, everybody, for listening to Do We Like. And we'll catch you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. You can hear more Do We Like on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or wherever else you listen to podcasts. If you enjoyed this episode and want to help us out, please leave a rating and review. For updates, you can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Do We Like Podcast, or check out our website at dowelike.com. The show is hosted and produced by Eric Canius and Robin Lands. Do We Like is brought to you by Beamed Media, a Canadian podcast network.